20 years old, I found out I was pregnant. Those two pink lines devastated me. I knew I could survive the adventure of parenthood, but I didn't have a roadmap to help me thrive. Welcome to the Two Pink Lines podcast, a podcast addressing the questions of unplanned pregnancy. I want to share stories of women and men who have embraced the unplanned and found out that they can still hope, dream, and become a parent. Hi, I'm your host, Cheyenne Erickson. Join me as we embrace the unplanned. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. Now, in 2016, if you had asked me what was my favorite high-calorie, sugary Starbucks drink, I would have told you the Java Chip Frappuccino because it has coffee and chocolate, but it's not my favorite anymore because I was drinking it when I told my dad about my unplanned pregnancy, and so that's all I can think when I drink it now. Telling your parents that you have an unplanned pregnancy can be really scary. You can be scared of disappointing them or if they're going to be supportive. There's so many things. And so today's conversation is with Wanda, and she's the mom of a girl who became pregnant in high school. And so I think Wanda does a great job of telling us how she responded to her daughter's pregnancy and how she walked through and navigated the situation with grace and empathy. And so I think this is a really awesome conversation that you should listen to if you're pregnant and you're scared of telling your parents or if you're a parent so you could think about how you might respond in that situation. Now, once again, this was recorded at my in-laws house during the whole COVID thing and um, there was a thunderstorm. So not only are there people walking up and down the stairs, but there's thunder in the background, all the things. So thank you once again for your patience with my sound quality. I promise it's going to get better, but I think that this conversation is really worth it. So I hope you enjoy. Hey, Wanda, how are you doing? I'm doing well. So tell us a little bit about yourself. What do you do to fill your time? I am very much into my grandchildren. Also, I'm a senior, but I still work because I love my job. I'm the office manager at our local pregnancy resource center, and I've been there for 20 plus years and love every minute of it. Um, I'm very active within my church, and I love to cook, especially when I've got people around to eat it. (laughs) What's your favorite thing to cook? Uh, I'm just a Southern cook. Anything you can think of, anything you can think of. I love to cook desserts, but primarily, mostly vegetables and main dishes and that kind of thing. Love to experiment. Yeah. I haven't been down South, and so I want to go experience real Southern cooking sometime. (laughs) Well, give me a call when you're in the area, and I'll whip something up for you. Okay, that's a plan. So today we're talking about your daughter's story, actually, and so we're going to get the perspective of a mom and a grandma, and I'm really excited to hear that. Um, Could you um, just tell us a little bit about your daughter and how you found out about her pregnancy? Yes, it was in February of 1994, 
when my daughter was a junior in high school. Uh, I uh, was got a strange note in the mail uh, that was written addressed to to me, uh, but it was uh, very crude writing, uh, and I realized later what it was was someone tried to describe their handwriting pattern because they didn't want me, I guess, or her to know who had written it. But inside this envelope was just a little note that says, your daughter is PG. Uh, and needless to say, I flipped out. I didn't know what to do um, when I saw the note. But luckily that day, she was uh, at school and had plans after school to go to a friend's house and study which wasn't an uncommon thing. Sometimes they would come to my house and study. This particular evening, her plans was to go to her friend's house and study for the evening for some exams they had coming up. And, of course, that was fine with me. But when I saw the note, I just sort of panicked and um, called a friend and talked to her, and she sort of talked me off the edge because I really didn't know what was going on. I thought it might be a prank from an old boyfriend that was had been hassling her some or something I just wasn't sure because this just wasn't something that was on my radar at all about my daughter. She certainly didn't believe in premarital sex or so I thought um, and I don't think she really did even then but um, it just made me think okay I've got to find out if this is true or not and you know whenever you hear some startling news like that and you've got time to let your mind wander you think about all kinds of things so I went through my mind and I thought okay Oh, this is just a joke. I can just disregard it. The more I thought about it, and I said, no, this can't be disregarded because if it's true, of course, i got to know it. But if it's not, then we got some serious issues with somebody that's that's doing some pranks that's not very nice. Yeah. And so just to, I don't know why, but that particular day, um, after I talked with my friend and she got me off the ledge, I just decided to go in my daughter's room and snoop. I'd never done that before. Um, I didn't believe in that. I thought her privacy was her privacy. But I did. First drawer I opened, post-it note. On the post-it note, it had a phone number. It said uh, Monday through Thursday, 9 to 4, $350. And... So I thought, okay, what does this mean? So I called the phone number. It was an abortion clinic. And when I, it was, I got the answer machine because it was later at night, but it was an abortion clinic. And I remember my heart just sank. And I, I really just sort of became hysterical, really, because first of all, it confirmed that the note was accurate, apparently, or at least it had been. And second, that she might very well have had an abortion, and I didn't even know about it. Uh, it wow. went on my radar. I didn't know that she couldn't have had one without my permission, without going through the courts. But I didn't know that at the time. All I could think about was what was right in front of me. Yeah. And I was just, at, I really became hysterical at that point. Called my friend back, and again, she talked me off the ledge. And she said, well, you've got to get yourself under control because she'll be home. Didn't you say she was going to a friend's house to study? And I said, yes. And then I realized, oh, my goodness. She could have been going to a friend's house to recover. What if she had an abortion today and I didn't know about this? 
and I was just so devastated because my daughter is a kid magnet. She always had been since she was like 10 or 12 years old. She babysat kids in the neighborhood, you know, with adults around, and then she got older, babysat kids when there were no adults around, and I mean, and they just loved her, and she loved them, and I knew if she had gotten pregnant and had had an abortion, she would have been devastated. I mean, it would just devastate her life. Um, but the first thing I had to do was get me under control. So I went to the scriptures and I prayed. My friend prayed with me uh, and I just got myself under control so that when she came home that night, I could address it with her. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What did that conversation look like? Uh, it was <laughs> emotional, of course, for both of us. When she came in, uh, I just told her I needed to talk with her, and I said, um, I've got something I want to show you. I got in the mail today, and so I showed her the note, and as soon as she showed the, saw the note, she went very pale. She almost passed out. I mean, she just went very pale, and I said, is this true? Are you pregnant? And she said, yes, and of course broke down and started crying, and I said, are you still pregnant because of where my my mind had been and she said yes and sort of a questioning look on her face I said you are still pregnant and she said yes and you know as in those stressful kind of situations sometimes when you're in those situations you ask stupid questions mm-hmm. well my next question was pretty stupid because I'd say well Stacy, when did this happen? Um, and with that, she gave me a date. And I repeated the date to her. And she said, yes, Mom, it's the only time we've had sex. And mm-hmm. she burst down crying again. Yeah. So I held her and I promised her my support. And um, I said, we'll get through this. And then the next thing I said, uh, we'll talk about this tomorrow. And sent her off to bed. The next day, I purchased a home pregnancy test for me (laughs) and had her take the pregnancy test. And sure enough, it was positive. Um, And then we talked about um, when she was going to, you know, what we were just trying to make plans and we couldn't really do anything because she said that her then boyfriend Brian had not um, told his parents yet so we gave it a day or two until he could tell his parents and after I knew that he had told his parents then I called them and um, introduced myself because I'd never met them before oh wow (laughs) yeah and talked to his mom probably for a couple of hours and we laughed as we got to know each other, and we cried together. And I remember her asking me, she said, how can you be so calm about this? And I thought, where does she get the idea that I'm calm about this? Yeah. <laughs> but um, we made plans to get together with she and her husband that weekend on a Saturday morning because Brian had um, a basketball game. He played for his church on their basketball team. 
And so the plan was that I would go with Stacy to see him play basketball. We go to their house after that, and we just talk about the situation, decide what plans we were going to do going forward, um, which we did. And um, I remember at the basketball game that Brian was playing basketball. He was excellent. He was short, but he was very fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, and he he could really handle the ball. But then there was a couple of times that he just did some really stupid things on the court that day <laughs> and it was pretty obvious it was pretty obvious that he was upset and I guess probably because I was there in addition to the situation mm-hmm. um, but after the game was over uh, and he came over to where we were he just is the time he got over to the bench and he saw Stacy and he saw his parents sitting there and he broke down right there in the gymnasium at his church he just broke down crying Mm. And it was at that point, the anger that I had felt toward him, which I had built up over the next last few days, uh, my heart melted. My heart melted. And I realized, oh, my goodness, this isn't something that was done to my daughter. This is a situation that they found themselves in. This is something they did to each other. Really, mm-hmm. um, and so with that, I put my arms around him and told him that I didn't blame him, and uh, that we would get through this together. Um, so I talked with his parents, and we made just the the physical plans of what we would do. You know, we would. I had insurance that would cover her, and that's those kinds of immediate plans mm-hmm. um, and then we talked about what we're, how we were going to discuss this with others and this kind of thing and um, um, his mom talked about a friend that she had that actually worked at their school um, they were both juniors in high school wow. uh, and how she would notify the faculty at the school uh, through her and so that could that could be that part could be taken care of and uh, I was divorced from her dad and I didn't have plans to tell him and I told my daughter so that I wouldn't tell him until after she was past her her third month because I thought well you know she you know sometime early pregnancies don't last and so I thought well I won't I won't involve him in this if not necessary because he's had sort of an explosive temper so I thought I'm going to involve him until I absolutely had to. Um, But I also contacted my pastor and our youth pastor, and we were all very close. It was a small church to tell them. I went to talk to them and tell them uh, what was going on. And I remember meeting with the pastor and youth pastor simultaneously. And when I told them that she was pregnant, I, I will never forget that the youth pastor looked at me and says, I'm so sorry. And I couldn't figure out why he was apologizing to me. He says, I'm so sorry I have failed her. Hmm. And I was so gotten away by that that he said, I just, he said, I just can't. Um, I just, um, I feel like I have failed her. I should have. I said, no, Ken, you could not have done, been a better friend to her. Because I remember when I was going through my divorce from her dad a few years earlier 
he and his wife had taken my kids in. I mean, they were parents to my children when I wasn't able to be. Mm. And it, he was felt very close to her. So, um, but they were very, very kind. They were very matter of fact, but very kind. Um, they suggested that maybe she ought to talk with the church and uh, tell the church the situation, not me and not them, but that she herself probably ought to tell her church family and mm -hmm. ask for their support through this process. Um, and um, so we met with her and the pastor told her why he thought that was necessary. Um, that he thought that it would be a healing process to go through. It would stop gossip um, as she, you know, as she began to start showing her pregnancy in a few weeks. He said this will stop gossip. It'll stop the backbiting and all that. If people know it, they won't need to know it. Mm -hmm. And that way you can, they, you'll give them permission to support you. And how did you feel about that as mom to be like, my daughter's going to go up in front of the congregation? Um, I actually, actually supported it because I very much respected my pastor and the youth minister. I knew they were awesome men of God. Uh, and I loved my church family. They were family, literally family. And um, they had known Stacy her entire life. And I had no doubt. I just felt like, you know, everybody will just really support her in this. And it'll save, save her from the gossip train. Yeah. Because in the previous year, there had been three other, three other um, folks in our church who ended up getting married because of a pregnancy. And it was, you know, it was a had to get married type conversation that you heard people talking about. And I thought, I don't want that kind of demeaning, the demeaning of my daughter because she got caught up in a, in a peer pressure situation um, and happened to get caught, as, as I seem to think of it, as she did as well. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, it was her only time having had sex, so I guess you could say she was caught. Me and my husband and I are the same way, so. <laughs> it was that kind of situation. So uh, I was trying to protect her, but, but she was, you know, she, um, she respected them very much as well. I mean, she was very close to Ken, the youth pastor, and he agreed that that would, he thought that would, would be helpful to her. Mm. And, I mean, she did not hesitate whenever they suggested it to her. She didn't hesitate one minute. Wow. I had a little hesitation, but I, I, after thinking it through and after he gave the reasons, I said, yes, I think that will show, you know, that here she is. She, Yes, I've made a mistake, but, you know, I'm going to own it and I'm going to walk through it and God's going to help me and I'd like your help too. And I thought that's that's an ex excellent way to handle this. Um, so this was, I guess, wrapped by the mid first of March or something uh, when we had this conversation and toward the end of the month we were having a, a youth day um, at our little church and we had like eight or ten kids in the youth group it wasn't a very large youth group but um, we had a youth day where they were going to be in charge of the Sunday services that day um, and they would be you know they would they would be the choir and they would give testimonies and those kinds of things 
and she was set, they had her set, that she was going to give a testimony on Sunday evening. Uh, this was something that had already been planned before we, she was even, we found out she was pregnant. But since it was planned, we decided that that's whenever she would tell the church was that night. Hmm. Um, so um, she was sort of a leader in her youth group. She was older. The other kids in her group were um, at least a year younger than she. So she was sort of a she was sort of a, a leader of the group. She was the kid that was on the youth council and that kind of thing. So uh, that evening, uh, when it was time for her to give her testimony, I had invited Brian's parents and him to come, you know, to hear what she had to say. Were they Christians uh, at a different church? or? Yes. Okay. They attended a different church. We lived in the same town, but on op- sort of opposite sides of town. Gotcha. Uh, and um, uh, same denomination, but w- different churches. And so... They came with us that night, and, and Brian came as well, and um, they uh, did the preliminary stuff with the with the service, and uh, then it was time for Stacy to do her testimony. The plan was she was going to give her testimony, then she was going to sing a solo, because she sang as well. And so um, when it came time for her testimony, she got up and went up to the front of the church. It was probably... It was a small little church, like there maybe, I don't know if there was 50 people there that night, but it was a core group of their church. And she got up and went up to, um, to the front and, and she started giving, to, to give her testimony. And I noticed that she got up to go up to the front. Brian did as well. He was sitting with me and his parents and Stacy was sitting with the youth group and he got up and he went forward too. And stood with her um, up at the altar, stood with her at the podium, and had his arm around her waist as she was talking. Oh. And I lost it. <laughs> her, I asked her mom, I asked his mom who was sitting next to me, I said, did you know he was going to do that? And she said, yeah, he told me that she didn't get into this by herself, and she wasn't going to get up there in front of the church by herself. Mm-hmm. And um, it was, um, well, it just, it just meant the world to me. I mean, that's number two. I've got more respect for, my, for Brian in there a second time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so um, she gave her testimony and said you know, that she had gotten pregnant and that, um, yes, she was pregnant, but um, um, she wanted that she asked the church for her forgiveness and um and she asked if they would support her because she was going to need lots of support and um as soon as she finished brian reached over and gave her a kiss on the cheek and he came back and sat down and then she sang her solo which was because he lives Including the second verse that says, How sweet to hold a newborn baby. Oh, wow. And feel the love and joy it gives, but greater still the sweet assurance that we can face uncertain days because he lives. Wow. And I would say, but about, with the exception of about five people, they're wanting to dry in the house after that. And she did it, and she did it with power. Wow. She sang the song beautifully. Um, after the service was over, 
um, there were, as I said, three or four people, most of them older, um, who walked out of the church, just got up and walked out of the church. Um, but those that stayed behind wrapped her in their arms and they loved on her and they even though neither one of us go to the same church anymore, they still love on her <laughs> today. Um, because, because she had the courage to do that. And uh, I'm just so thankful that she did. I think God blessed them uh, by not trying to even cover or hide or in any way just not face up to their sin, but to actually apologize to people that that she knew she had let down mm. um, prior to that meeting that we had at the church. I did have a meeting with just the parents of the youth group at the suggestion of our youth pastor, just to talk with those parents. And uh, there was a couple of them that got a little upset the fact that she was pregnant and mm. felt like that she had let their children down. Mm. Um, because, as I said, she was a year older, and they always looked up to Stacy. And, um, and I'm, I don't think necessarily that it was legitimate. They felt like, but they did. They pointed to Stacy as the one for their children to follow. Hmm. And then when they found out that she was pregnant, I think they felt that she, they had been betrayed. Uh, but I mean, it was they were just teenagers, and mm -hmm. uh, so. Uh, I remember that night when I met with the parents and I said to them, I said, um, I can't believe you're so upset with Stacy. She's, you know, she got caught up in the culture. She got caught up with, that's what all the kids are doing. And she just got caught up in it. Um, and don't think this can't happen to your child. And, um, and they said, well, if they if they think it's okay for Stacy, then maybe so, you know, because they were just angry. They were just upset. And mm. I understood that. I mean, I could understand that, too, because I certainly, you could have, I would have never guessed that she would have gotten pregnant, any more so than they did. You mm -hmm. know, I, I never would have. Uh, and then they said something, because I was defending Stacy, that they thought that I was defending the fact that she was pregnant. And I remember saying to them, are you kidding me? My honor student, my beautiful daughter with her plans to go to UNC Chapel Hill and be a full-fledged Tar Heel for all she's wanted all of her life. And now here she is in her most important year of her academic preparedness for college, her, her junior year, and here she is pregnant, which probably means those plans will go down the drain. Do you think I'm excited about this? Not at all. I'm not at all, but I'm going to support her because she could have had an abortion and she chose not to. Hmm. Because the night when I saw that note and asked her about the note the night that I found out she was pregnant, she told me, she said, yes, mom, I looked into having an abortion, but I couldn't do it. I could never do that to a baby. Hmm. And so I was so thankful for that, that I, yes, I was going to support her 100%. But I did tell the parents, I said, you know, she needs your support. She really needs to know that you guys care and that you're going to support her because, you know, if she doesn't feel like that you're supporting her, what are your children going to 
what's going to happen with your children if they end up in the same situation she's in. Mm-hmm. Are they going to go and have an abortion because they feel like they're not going to get the support of their church? I said, Stacy, Stacy really needs your support. So after that, I remember after that meeting that evening, they actually came home with me and wrapped her in their arms and hugged her and told her they had every, every bit of support that she needed. Mm-hmm. And they very much supported her the night that she um, gave her testimony at the church and asked for their forgiveness, and they supported her 100% through her pregnancy. Still do today, many of them who are grandparents themselves now um, are very much supportive of her and uh, and have been all along, along the way. As a matter of fact, when Stacy was seven and a half months pregnant, we had a baby shower for her here at my house, and 120 people came through my house that Sunday afternoon. Oh, wow. To support them in that pregnancy, I mean, and it was that it was just a testimony of how how much they they were there to support her because she had let them know and gave them permission to support her. That yeah, we're not condoning what happened. We're not condoning the fact that you chose sex outside of marriage when you knew that wasn't God's plan. But we support you because you do know that that wasn't God's plan and we do support you in that and um I think that's just such an amazing church response because I mean I've talked to lots of people on the show most of them have been Christians and some people have been shunned from their church some people haven't had like a church community around them so they didn't have like access to support and it seems like support is one of the like key factors in an unplanned pregnancy to determine the ease of it. And I think, I mean, I obviously haven't talked to people who I don't know about their unplanned pregnancies or if they ended up in abortion or whatever. I, because, you know, that's just not something I know about them. But I think that support is one of those key deciding factors, like what you're talking about, that informing parents, like, yeah, if you choose to support them, if you choose to uplift them, that's going to encourage more people if this happens to know that it's all right. Like they're going to make it through the hard times. Yes. One thing, you know, as I've, I've been in pregnancy care ministry, uh, I actually got into pregnancy care ministry because of my daughter. Um, they, as I said, my, my granddaughter was born in September of their senior year of high school and they chose not to get married till they got out of high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got married in July after they graduated from high school in June. And as a matter of fact, tomorrow, they will be their 25th wedding anniversary. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. Tomorrow. Um, but um, they've had a lot of challenges through the way, but they're great. But um, I can just say that that when they chose, they chose to do it that way and I, I chose to support her because um, I felt like, you know, she was my daughter, first of all. And supporting her, I was also supporting my grandchild. Mm-hmm. Um, that made me a very young grandmother. Um, but, I mean, I just chose to support her myself 
But the way I did that, what I had to do for me and the way that I have helped at the pregnancy center is talking to parents of pregnant teenagers is that the first thing you have to do is you have to deal with the death of your dream. Mm. I had great aspirations for my daughter. Um, and I had great aspirations for her going to UNC as she had planned and graduating from UNC and then getting married and then having children. But that's not the situation that happened. But before I could deal with her and the reality of her situation, I had to deal with my own expectations and my own dreams for her. Mm. And when I realized that I had to deal with reality and not um, concentrate on the dream, then I was more prepared to not only be a support to her, but also to lead her. Mm -hmm. um, to navigate a new dream. Yes. And help her because she needed to have new dreams herself mm -hmm. um, because things were different now. Now, they did get married, as I said, after they graduated high school, and they lived with me to cut expenses so they could both continue their schooling, which they did. Um, uh, and hence, now, 25 years later, their daughter, uh, who was born while they were in high school, is now married. She's been married for three years now to her childhood boyfriend, and he is a youth pastor. Mm -hmm. over uh, in Raleigh and she serves alongside him and she also works at um, Duke Health Center over in Raleigh Okay. Uh, after having graduated from UNC in Greensboro uh, uh, in addition Stacy and Brian have three other children, one who is an upcoming senior in high school one who is a, one who is a rising junior in high school and the third who is be going into her sophomore year at Elon University. Wow. Um, and they're doing wonderfully. I hope you all really enjoyed that conversation with Wanda. I think she demonstrated exactly how a parent should be supportive and loving when a child is experiencing an unplanned pregnancy. And so I got to talk to her daughter, Stacy, and her husband, Brian, and they recently found out that Brian was diagnosed with leukemia. And so please keep Brian and Stacy and their children and Wanda all in your thoughts and prayers. This is obviously a hard time just with COVID, but being diagnosed with a terminal illness like that is obviously devastating. So please be praying for them. Um... When you're thinking about the podcast, if you could take a second and go rate and review us, that would be amazing. That's how people will find out about our show. You can go follow me on Instagram and on Facebook, and I can't wait to bring you a new conversation next time.